The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. Why does your environment matter? In Episode 6, join us in the arena as we discuss creating an environment you love. Hey listeners, welcome to In the Arena. I'm Jackie Goldberg. And I'm Leah Smart. And today we are going to be discussing the April Inday theme around environment. Um, so it's interesting, oftentimes when, when we think about environment, Jackie and I were discussing, we think about things like nature, air, water, oceans, natural disasters, the weather, global warming. I mean, all these things that are out in the world that are essentially out of our control, right? Like they have nothing really. I mean, we do impact them, of course. Of course, yeah. Um, but they aren't currently in our in our current like sphere of control, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, we started talking about, you know, how we could discuss environment in a way that puts us more in a place of feeling like we have um, control. And when I say control, I do not necessarily mean control of the outcome or perfect certainty, but I mean we're operating from a place of power. Yeah, and really around ownership and responsibility in our environment, which of course relates to everything you just mentioned in terms of how we are recycling and um, you know using bikes instead of cars and things of that nature. Um, but I think when you and I were talking about this, we really talked about creating Creating our own environment and what that means um, and really getting empowerment from it, right? How do we build empowerment around creating our environment? Um, And, you know, it it got me thinking about this relationship between being at cause for your life. So taking responsibility, taking ownership for anything in your life, really any little scenario, um, anything that happens. Or being at effect of your life, right? Things happen and they're happening to you and mm-hmm. things are against you. And so I, I wanted to do a little teaching to our listeners about these two concepts because I think um, they are so powerful in terms of how you can apply them to every day in your life. Um, and so I actually want to start at the at effect side. So really, if you want to think of it like in a positive and negative way, I'd say at effect is kind of like the negative side and at cause is the positive side. So... I'm going to read a few lines to really teach around what at effect means. Um, So people who, and and I just want to preface, this is also taken from some materials through my coaching program. So this is something that we teach um, and I have found to be so helpful in terms of really distinguishing between these, these two pieces. So people who operate from a context of at effect often feel powerless and helpless in the face of some act or a circumstance or a condition or a person. Um, when you're at effect, you spend a lot of time um, telling stories, you know, his or her life, you know, telling stories about how things got to be a certain way. Um, when you're at effect, you're quick with reasons, you're quick with excuses. Um, you're often looking for rescue from other people. And at the end of the day, when you're out of effect, it's not satisfying, but it is comfortable and familiar. 
So being at effect allows us to, in a, in a way, have control. Right? We're we're controlling how we are perceiving a certain situation, or how in this example or this context, looking at our environment.、Um, but we're not taking ownership or responsibility for it. Interesting. And so on the other side. People who operate in the context of responsibility or being at cause declare that they're accountable for their interpretations and their behavior. They're oriented to action and correction rather than explaining things or self-protecting themselves.、Um, the responsible person, so when you're at cause, is able, willing, and striving to tell the truth about what has been done and not done. I love this. They are not as concerned with looking good as with having life work for themselves and others around them. When someone operates out of a stand of responsibility or being at cause, one is empowered by being the source of one's own results, not intimidated or not weighed down by that. A stand of responsibility does not signify restrictive ties, but freedom to act. What's your take on this, Lee? I know I really put a lot out there. For you and for our listeners, <laughs> <laughs> no pressure.、Um, well, what does it mean to you? Yeah, it's it's interesting. There are lots of different ways that this topic is discussed.、Um, you know, as I mentioned, I've mentioned before, I teach conscious business. We have a way of discussing it as well.、Um, you know, I this way is really it's interesting to me because. As you're describing it, I am allowing myself to recognize areas where I am at effect and where I am at cause. I'm also recognizing the friction that comes for me when I have to admit that、mm. I am at effect of something,、mm. um, and I think that that is what makes it really difficult to stand in to move to cause. Actually,、um, so when I'm in a, at effect.、Um, I'm almost like going through life asleep. Like that's what I'm envisioning. It's、mm. kind of like I'm sleeping through my life. I'm going through the emotions. I have some really easy ways to explain away why something has happened or blame someone else、um, blame. or blame yeah, something blame else. Blame is a big、right? piece of being out of fact. Yeah, being out of fact. Yeah, and. There's a, an amazing definition of blame that Brene Brown shares, which is discharging of discomfort onto others. And it can be other people, and it can be other things. And I think a lot of times when we're out of effect, we're discharging our discomfort. We're uncomfortable. Something's not working, right? You mentioned being at cause means making your life work. It means putting, you know, your care into making life work. Being at effect can mean your life doesn't work at all,、um, but you've got a way to discharge the discomfort of it not working. So I. I'm thinking about that, and I'm thinking about the discomfort I feel admitting that I'm an effect, and then I'm also thinking about the areas where I'm a cause,、um, and I'm thinking about、uh, the impact that being a cause has on my life,、um, and the way it allows me to feel that again I have a sense of、um, there's a sense of control that's really important,、um, and I you know I use control loosely. I, I think it's important not to feel controlling, or that you are going to you know perfectly impact an outcome.、Um, but I do think there's a sense of of like you said responsibility that comes yeah. with cause. Oh, that's such. I love how you really internalize that and, and made it for yourself. Something that I remember you once told me about conscious business was an example that you used around rain. There was a story around rain. Yeah.、Um, and it's coming up because in our last episode we talked a lot about power, and we hadn't introduced this concept of being at cause or being at effect. But when I think about 
stepping into power, right? You, you really think about being at cause for your life, for your mm-hmm. circumstances and so forth. Can you share that example of the ring? Because I think it ties into this. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's uh, basically um, in conscious business, we have a number of different modules that are video modules. And one of them, Fred describes, uh, Fred Kaufman, who's the author of Conscious Business, describes, um, you know, the, the difference of what he calls being a victim versus a player. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so um, the, the victim in this particular instance would walk outside and they would say, you know, maybe it's raining that day, right? They'd walk outside, they'd get to the office and they go, oh. I got wet. They're upset, right? They're upset because it rained outside. The weather was bad. And the weather is the reason that they got wet. And that's frustrating. And the player would know that it's raining, see that it's raining, get an umbrella, get to work dry, and know that they were at cause um, because they actually brought a tool to keep them from getting wet. Uh, And I also like to use the example, I did use this in the last episode, but I think it's a really great one because it's relevant to work and to our work lives, which is what are um, the ways that we talk about being on time or late to meetings, um, which is discussed as well in conscious business. Um, Most of us or many of us when we're late to a meeting will walk into the meeting and go, oh my God, I'm so sorry. The other meeting I was in ran over. Or, oh, I forgot to book a room. Or, oh, my God, the elevators in this office, when the time changes over at noon, are just crazy. I can never get anywhere on time. And that is, again, the mentality and the explaining of someone who is a victim or who is at effect. Um, The person at cause may not necessarily be on time. And I think that's actually a really important distinction. It's not that they're necessarily on time every time, right? This is not about control of the entire outcome of the situation. It's about choosing how you share and describe what you're choosing to do. So if I'm late to a meeting and I say, Hey, guys, I'm really sorry I'm 10 minutes late. The last meeting I was in was really important. And not that this isn't, but I had to finish that up. It was really important to me to do that. Mm -hmm. It's a very different level of accountability and honestly, I think respect from the other people around you when you describe it that way. Yeah. And I think that's beautiful. And in terms of taking ownership, taking responsibility, being at cause in each of those examples. And I and I love that um, you talked about victim and player because it is very synonymous to this, right? Victim would be at the effect and um, player would be at cause. So for listeners, if you're interested in looking up more in terms of what this means, I think um, looking up Fred Kaufman and Conscious Business would be a great avenue for that. Um, But there is a lot of... um, you know, content out there in terms of this. And it could be called different, you know, different things. What we're talking about here is out of cause and out of fact, but it can, it could have different names such okay. as that. And, and so as this relates to our environment, you know, we really were thinking about environment in terms of almost two different types, right? And the connection between those two. So when we were thinking about creating our environment, we talked about the internal environment and then also the external environment. And we actually just coined these terms, right? It was really just how we were, Um, aligning or connecting with this environment. And so on the internal environment side, we were thinking about things like how do you create that environment within you? So personal, mental, emotional, spiritual, um, how are you affecting, and we'll talk about a little bit about this, but connecting or affecting that 
external environment based on what you're doing inside for yourself. And so examples here for our listeners could be like what you eat, right? So what you're putting into your body from from a nutritional standpoint. Um, even how you spend your your time could be something that um, is really um, within you and consciously d- decided by you. Um, how you start your day, right? Getting your started your day started right with a morning routine. Um, and I know that we we each have had personal shifts in our own environment, our own internal environment. And I love for us each to share a little bit about that. Um, Leah, do you want to share first? Sure. Yeah. And I, I think the, um, the the thing to call out here is we are hoping to carry the concept of being at cause and at effect into this conversation about environment so that you all as listeners understand how and when you can be at cause and how and when you you can be and are at effect. Um, And I'll I'll start to kind of share through my story, but just giving you space to identify this. So that was really a foundational way for us to start Mm -hmm. now sharing where we are and share some of our personal stories and hopefully incite some things in you as well. Um, So my story um, leads back to something that I do in the mornings called Sacred Morning. And it's one of the things that I've like named Sacred Mornings as it felt authentic for me. But the point of it is to make sure that in the mornings, I'm creating an environment for myself that's going to set me up for the rest of the day. And so I basically listed out the things that I wanted to do in the morning that I would prioritize and would do. And then, um, you know, actually going through each of those things when I wake up. So, you know, those things for me include um, exercise. So in the mornings, I run Um typically try to run, you know, between three and five miles in the morning if I can. Um, I walk my dog and I try to be really present on my walk with my dog. So that's super important for me. Um, I make sure that I have some sort of like quiet time or, you know, peaceful or prayerful time where I'm connecting to something bigger than me um, and centering myself. Um, And then if I can, I try to either do a little bit of gratitude writing or do a tiny bit of reading. And so those things are things that I do in the morning just to control my environment. And generally, they make me feel like the rest of the day, A, I'm already accomplished, and B, I have a different way of approaching my space. I really love it because it shows action and intentionality around those actions, and it's driving you, it's driving something within you, yeah. right? That's going, it's it's creating that internal environment. It's being at cause for it. It's driving those actions to then um, impact the way the rest of your day is. And I'm sure those around you as well. Totally. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. For me, um, it's around meditation. So I never meditated um ever until about two and a half years ago, two years, no, two years ago now. Um, I really got to a point where I was just all over the place, a lot of thoughts, running around, busy, multitasking, doing a ton of things at once, sometimes feeling productive, but most of the time feeling like I was all over the place. And I always heard about meditation and I didn't really you know, give it anything, um, but I started very small. I started using the Calm app. I did their first seven days and then I did their 21 days of series that they have for beginners. And I saw a difference in the way that I was able to be present and focused in whatever I was doing. And so now meditation is a big part of my life in terms of making it a daily practice. I will say I 
M add effect sometimes、um, in terms of rushing in the morning and not having time in the morning, or going out at night and not doing it before bed because I hadn't done it in the morning, right? So there are days that I miss, and I I try and you know have compassion for myself, and it's okay. Tomorrow's a new day, and I'll start it.、Um, but I that is one of the things I try to to do for myself to be at cause for that internal environment. The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. In the last 100 years, we've seen financial markets swing, new currencies come and go, decades of savings lost in days, all showing that a retirement plan without a guarantee, quite simply, isn't enough. So, more than a retirement plan, TIAA makes you a retirement promise—a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life, a promise that pays off. Learn more at tiaa.org/backslash/promisespayoff. Hi, I'm Tomer Korn, LinkedIn's Chief Product Officer. On my podcast, Building One, we dive deep into what it takes to build great products. Recently, we had Zach Perret, the CEO of Plaid, and he shared about his struggles building a financial app for consumers and how he was able to turn it all around with a critical pivot. Take a listen. I personally couldn't resonate as much with the consumer set that we were trying to reach. I just didn't have that level of empathy. When we made the shift to building a B two B product, though, I was building the product that I wanted. My co-founder and I were creating the product that we wanted ourselves, and we had so much empathy for what that product was. Such a great insight. You know, in that sense, we got lucky because we were, we were creating a thing for ourselves. And then the people that we were talking to also had the same problems we did. They were fintech developers. We'd been a fintech developer.、Uh, we'd been trying to build a fintech product for a year, and so. We had such deep empathy. We had such a clear ability. To- If you want to hear more of Zach Perret's story and the lessons that follow, listen and subscribe to my podcast, Building One. Yeah, I think I was going to ask you actually, like, what are the ways or what areas do you want to make changes to, right? Because like we're not perfect at this whole practice.、Um, I don't think anyone is perfect at any practice. That's why we continue to call it a practice.、Um, but I was going to say the same thing this week, for example. You know, I. Have not been running, and that's because I've had a lot going on at work and with my own personal life. And I have to give myself the self compassion to say, you know what, this weekend, starting over again and committed to it.、Um, and I think that's actually the beauty of a practice, right?、Mm-hmm. Is the more you do it, the more ingrained it is. The less it feels like one day is going to rock your world and take you off the entire course. Yeah, and rather than making excuses like we all can, like, "Hey, I didn't get enough sleep, so I'm not going to run," because I have the same thing.、Um, just recognizing, like.、Um, You know, I could have gotten more sleep, right? I could have gone to bed earlier. I could、yeah. have not had that glass of wine last night, whatever it may be.、Um, and at the same time, having compassion and, and moving forward from there.、Um, so, in terms of ideas, right? We want to give our, our listeners some ideas to think about how they can either be at a cause or effect for their internal environment. Some things that we talked about were things like exercise, which you talked about, sleep, personal hygiene,、um, food that you're putting into your body. I mean, these are things that we can. Make excuses for and be at effective in our life. Not having enough time to exercise, not getting enough sleep because of children or partners or whatever, or being at cause and really being intentional about that that internal environment we create for ourselves. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And so we we encourage you guys to definitely make a list. Right.、Um, what types of things could you be impacting or be more at cause、uh, in your own internal environment? And the reason we think that that's incredibly important is that your internal environment then affects your external. So how do you deal with the people around you?、Um, 
who do you surround yourself with, uh, which was a huge one we talked about. You know, the people around us oftentimes impact who we are. So there is like an actual symbiotic relationship between the two. The people you're around with all the time affect your internal environment and your internal environment also affects people. So we are able to be at at cause, luckily, for both of those sides of things. Um, And the other bit when we think about, uh, you know, external environment is what's your space like? Like if you looked around your apartment today or your home or your workspace, what's going on there? Does it feel like it's in alignment with what you want? Is it cluttered? Is it is it messy? Is it clean? Is it minimal? How does it affect what you want to create and how can you be at cause? And another thing about our external environment is just thinking through how many things are happening around us, right? We are in the information age. We are in the technology age. There are so there's so much information coming in. There's TVs everywhere. There's um, billboards and there's people on the streets and we're listening to podcasts and we're just taking in so much. And how do we choose what we take in? How do we choose how much we want to take in? How do we choose our relationship to all the things that are happening in our external environment? Because at the end of the day, we do get to choose, right? right? That, that would be being at cause. But sometimes we're like, oh, there's so much. I need to know what's going on in the news or I need to see this new movie or I mm-hmm. need to watch this new Netflix program. Well, well, do you or not, right? And we as human beings get to choose how we create that. And how our relationship to relate to the external environment. Yeah, I mean, Jackie, that brings me to, to sort of my own personal story here, which is about social media. Um, and I love LinkedIn, obviously. Um, but, you know, for me, a few years ago in 2016, I went to an event that just made me see things a bit differently around my own social media. So I chose to get Instagram uh, off my phone. And uh, I just took the app off. And I did that probably for three or four months. It came back on. And then at some point in 20. 18, um, you know, I really detached and I decided to be at, you know, cause for how I spend my time. And I was realizing I'd wake up in the morning and all I would do is want to scroll. I want to scroll through. I want to see what everyone else is doing. And as most of us know, I don't think there's been a point for me where I've gotten off of social media. Um, and I won't say as most of us know, for me, um, there was never a point I got off social media, Instagram or Facebook, where I felt really good. I felt excited about life or like I had just spent a really amazing or just had a really great use of my own time. Right. And so I felt like I was wasting my own time and I was watching other people do other things. And I wanted to create something different for myself. So I got off of social media um, and decided that, you know, I was going to try that out. So what I replaced that with was other things. Like for me, it was reading. It was, you know, sometimes I watch I watch a Netflix show for sure. I'm at cause for that. Um, you know, I might spend time in nature. There are some things that I do now that feel a little bit different than, than being in that space. Um, and to be honest, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just about how you decide you want to spend your time. And again, to our whole point, are you at cause or are you at effect of that thing that you're experiencing? Yeah, 100%. Because... No one is saying social media is bad. There are such great things about social media. And it is a wonderful way to stay connected with others and see what's going on in your loved one's lives. It's being intentional intentional about um, the time around it, right? And like how you want to spend it. If Because if, I think for me too, you know, and it's not just social media. I think it's my phone, right? Like I'll often pick up my phone and just look at it and just click on apps that I'm used to clicking on, my message app, my Gmail app, my whatever it is. And um, all of a sudden I'm like, wait, what am I doing? Right. And that's bringing me back to like the present moment. Right. And and all the things that meditation are giving me. Um, But in terms of my external environment. So um, one thing that I really recognized was when I was married, um, we watched a lot of TV and I just 
thought that I was a TV person because that's what we did. We'd come home from work and we'd have dinner and we'd watch shows. And when I separated and, and you know, moved in by myself and it was the first time I was living alone, I paid for cable and I had a TV and I just realized how little I watched it. And so now I actually don't even have cable, right? And I was for so long at effect of my environment and not choosing how I really wanted to be spending my time. And now when I recognize that, you know, TV was an aspect of my life that I, I can control and that I have ownership of how much I watch of it. Now I, I actually, when I watch a show, I'm very intentional about it. And so not having cable or TV is an aspect of my external environment that I get to create in my apartment. That's um, amazing. And another piece with that is um, I often find joy in the little things in my apartment like lighting a candle or having music playing. Um, I bought a record player last year and I have some classic rock that I like to play and um, just creating that space in my apartment where I feel joy and comfort and love just by myself and with my dog. You know, it's I am intentional about it because I'm like, how can I make myself, my, my being feel um, really in a space that I love, right? And, and it's, it's controlling the external environment. That's right. Um, and those are incredible things to think about. Like, what are the simple things that actually give you more pleasure that you, you maybe don't even notice, right? And it's an, it's an act of presence. To your point around meditation yeah. earlier and controlling your internal environment, that's an act of really being present that comes from practicing And this mindful. brings us full circle, right? <laughs> this is how it all connects. It's exactly. like it then controls my internal being, how I'm, I'm creating the external space for myself. That's right. Um, and so we wanted to share a couple of things that, you know, you may want to think about with your external environment now. So what are some positive ways that we can create more space for you to feel fulfillment and feel great about your external environment? And one of them that we mentioned before was, you know, being in nature. And an interesting um, study came out from the International Journal of Environmental Health Research uh, that was featured in Time magazine about two weeks ago, three weeks ago now. Um, and really what they were showing is that there's now evidence that spending just 20 minutes in a park, even if you don't exercise while you're there, is enough to improve your well-being. How crazy is that, right? I mean, most people don't even think about it. Some people do it naturally and don't realize, but others don't do it. So, you know, that's a great way to start getting your external environment or creating a better external environment for yourself. Um, the others are, who do you prioritize, right? Who do you spend? Again, we talk about time. Who do you spend your time with and how can you change that or continue to spend time with the people that really matter? Um, hobbies that you take on, what's of interest to you and how often do you, do you kind of take part in it? Um, you know, how do you think about or relate to your commute, right? Or traffic. We've all got to commute to work. How do you think about it? Um, your team, who do you work with and how do you perceive that team? And how do you create, again, another positive external environment for yourself? Um, and even things like how you relate to the weather. I mean, we've talked about this before, but, you know, um, understanding that you are at cause for how you relate to the weather and not necessarily at effect for the weather itself. Um, and so we're hoping that what we're, we're creating here is a little bit of connection. If you think about this as like a bullseye with three centrifugal circles, you're in the middle of it. You are the bullseye, right? You creating that internal environment for yourself is incredibly important. And there's an amazing circle of people around you that also create your environment and that you contribute to as well. Um, and the idea ultimately is that if we can create an environment for ourselves um, that is impacting others in a positive way, impacting ourselves in a positive way, the world will become a place that in general is better um, is more fulfilling, is more exciting, and where we all feel like we're actually at cause for what we create. That was 
incredible. I really love how um, you were able to share some of these examples um, around external environment, that, but then how, how it really intertwines. And I love the whole little Venn diagram thing. That's, mm. that's great for our listeners. Um, and something that came up for me was, you know, we talk about nature and it's kind of bringing us full circle in terms of environment, right? And it's environment in day and talking about the air and the rivers and global warming, right? Um, but really being in nature. And one way that I know I'm at effect of nature sometimes living in New York City is like, oh, I can't, I never see trees. I, I, I can't go on hikes because nothing's so close to here. And oh, it's just like a city and smoke and sirens. That is so out of fact. And I do that sometimes, right? I complain. And and other times, um, I, I can be at cause in, of, of going into nature and recognize I can go to the West Side Highway and go for a run. I can go to Central Park. And it just being, you know, taking responsibility for how I'm bringing nature into my life. That's right. And how you spend your time. And how I spend my time. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so we're going to go ahead and wrap up with a question. And I'm sure you can guess this one. Um, what's one thing that you can do to be a cause for your environment? And really looking forward to, I hope at some point, hearing about how you all do that and uh, you all seeing some positive effects from being at cause. Yeah. And to our listeners, please reach out to uh, me and Leah at any time to give your thoughts, comments, questions. We'd love to hear for you. Uh, don't forget to check out Go Slash Mindfulness if you're internal at LinkedIn to get episodes of In the Arena. And we hope to see you all soon. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks.